Cool. So we are here for another episode of Behind the Host, and we're joined this time by Kat Parpe, who's the founder and CEO of B&B Equity Group. Been managing short-term lets since 2014. She is an advocate of green cleaning, and we're going to dive into that today. Uh, she's a pioneer of, uh, you know, of, of, of how they do the green cleaning and also a soon-to-be author with Hospitable Hosts, which was really cool. So we're going to dive into that today as well. Uh, one of the things which I really want to talk about is your tech and your tech stack and how that's helped you to, to grow your business. So first of all, Kat, thank you for joining me. And uh, yeah, let's get started by you telling us a bit about you, your business and how you got started hosting. Hi, Liam. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so, yeah, my name's Kat Pape, and I'm in the Pacific Northwest here in the U.S. and uh, basically the Seattle Puget Sound area, as well as Spokane. And um, how I got started hosting is basically um, drama, <laughs> life drama hit. And uh, but it started with my background. So my background is in uh, as being an entrepreneur, a business owner, um, since I was 24. And I had uh, multiple retail stores, starting with a, an English tea garden in San Antonio. And then I had mid to high-end furniture stores, including interior design here in the Pacific Northwest. Um, but when I was 33, I had a massive stroke, lost my speech and my memory. Um, few years later, they diagnosed me with a rare um, high mortality rate disease called Cushing's disease. And so at that point, my husband of 18 years said, see ya, takes all the money and leaves. <laughs> and so um, I find myself penniless and unable to function post-op, much less, you know, able to work. And so I had this home and I had long-term renters in there and they were pulling their shenanigans. And I had an acquaintance suggest that I do short-term rentals. And so I watched the market for six months and I said, you know, this is doable. It's terribly scary because I've never done anything like it before. And you're letting people into the home that I cannot afford to live in. <laughs> and so um, I went for it. I did a business plan. I turned my house into a vacation rental and, uh, discovered that I love it. I'm, I'm very good at it. It kind of combines all of my past experience um, in one, you know, in one uh, market. And um, so while I had myself in 2014, so while I had my personal home set up as a short-term rental, I'm still trying to get back on my feet and recover from this financial disaster that the divorce put me in. And um, I began working for a big real estate investor in the Puget Sound. And so my role was market analysis. I'd go out and I'd look at the properties for flips and I would do the comps in the neighborhood, put the numbers together and basically optimizing the flip. And so as I'm playing along with that and I'm running my little short-term rental on the side, I start looking at my rental and saying, you know, I can use the same skills, but on the short-term rental side, and I saw my business, you know, shoot up and uh, decided during the pandemic to start managing for other homeowners. And so that's how I got into hosting. Um, absolutely love it. And um, it's been quite a ride, <laughs> but it saved it my sounds, home. 
yeah, saved my home from foreclosure. I was very close to having to foreclose. That was during the recession. And it has me back on my feet financially. It's been great. This is one of the things we see time and time again with hosts is that often when you get into short-term rental, it's not always you know, necessarily planned. Sometimes it is a necessity and, and, and looking at, uh, at doing something a bit different to be able to cash flow. But one thing which people always share in common is the ability to take the action to actually uh, you know, start doing something like this and, and to be brave. And as you say, it was, was scary when you first started doing it. So just talk us through some of that challenge of for the very first one, what did you what were the challenges that you had to overcome and was there any kind of perceptions that you had of short-term hosting that has changed over time you know the the first time i i think the biggest um anxiety trigger was just like oh my god what am i doing i don't know these people i'm handing over my home i've you know and where i was at i had very little to you know, what I had to spend, I basically invested everything I had in furnishing the home because of the position I was in. And are they going to destroy it? And are they just a lot of unknowns? Like, I don't know what to expect at all. And so that was a hurdle that I had to overcome. And then, um, I'm sorry, what's the second part of your question? <laughs> was there anything which changed any perceptions of, of hosting that, that changed over time? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, actually starting with my first guest, um, you know, the guests are amazing, you know, for, you know, you, we hear the horror stories and, and there are guests that you don't want to come back, you know, occasionally, but overall the guests are amazing. And so my first guest came in and she took the time to write like, Hey, you know, I know this is your first time. And then she just gave me some very thoughtful suggestions. And so that was a very positive experience for me. And it just took off from there. Like, I love the guests. I love interacting with the guests. Um, they appreciate having a home to stay in versus a hotel. And they you know, tend to love it and treat it like it was their own or better. So, yeah, that was the big turnaround for me. That's really cool. So you went on from the first one, which was your own home. Where are you up to now? So how many units do you manage or own now, manage and to do rental arbitrage for you? Yeah. So um, as you probably know, Liam, I, 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 you know, I still have some challenges with my health and stuff. And so, but I am also, uh, because of my health, I become very chemically sensitive. And so I can't be in a home that has bleach or synthetic fragrance. I become very ill. So my, my niches, and I tell all my owners that I do this for, is that our homes are eco-friendly, green, clean. And so as far as growth goes, I want consistent growth, but I want quality over quantity. And so I want to make sure, you know, training the cleaners and getting the products down, because not all the, we can talk about later, but not all the products are actually you know, uh, doable for people with, with chemical sensitivities. And so at the moment I'm at five and I have three that will be onboarding uh, soon. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. But that's still, that's growth every step of the way. And like you say, you've got a unique uh, feature there, which I want to dive into and talk more about. So you've, you've mentioned green cleaning and that side of things. So talk me through what that is and why it's a benefit to both your guests and also to, to the owners who you're looking to manage for. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's interesting because it's, it's really multifaceted. It's, 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 it's good for our environment. It's good for our communities that we have our short-term rentals in. Um, and it's good for our cleaners, our guests, 
and the homeowners. So uh, what it means is like for me personally, as I mentioned, you know, it's our cleaning products and uh, eco-friendly has become a big buzzword and, you know, more and more people are wanting to be healthier, whether they have reactions or not. And so companies are picking up on this and, you know, I can't speak for other parts of the world, but in the U.S., how we market things can be deceptive. And so they can market things as natural. And I learned this the hard way. And you, you have to read the labels. And a lot of times they'll put natural stuff in on top of the chemicals that are causing the issues for a lot of these people, which in the U.S. is 40% of the population, according to the last uh, study that I could find, which was back in 2016. So, uh, so you have to be very diligent and the products that we use, we read the labels, we know exactly what's in there. And we're not necessarily fragrance free, but if we do use fragrances, it's always where we can see where the natural source comes from, like an essential oil or a plant versus uh, something that's just generic labeled as fragrance tends to be the problem. And do you find guests, uh, you know, eco and eco-friendly sort of stays is, is getting bigger and bigger. Certainly it's, it's something that, you know, we all can and need to do more about. So is it something that your guests compliment you on? And do you find that uh, people are quite appreciative of that? And do you market that as part of your, your stays initially? So guests know before they book? Yes. Yeah, so I have not, you know, I'll admit, I have not been marketing it. I'm gearing up for, towards that to really market it more. Um, we do let guests know, and I we do get uh, guests who will say, you will ask, what is it that you use? Because I am chemically sensitive. And so, you know, we're ready with the, this is what we use. And then a lot of times they come back with their own, their own suggestions of what they use at home, which is great too, because it's just a sharing community at that point, um, because we're all trying to, to, you know, not to be able to travel and not become ill. And it's a big, big issue for many people where they've stopped traveling. I have an aunt who cannot travel because she becomes so ill uh, due to it. So, so that being said, we will be um, posting um, a host guarantee in all of our properties that we are eco-friendly and what that means in, in our properties and marketing it and really pushing it. So it'll just grow from there. And we're, going, we're doing a change.org petition to Airbnb so that they will hopefully add it as a search criteria and an opt-in for the host that if they want to be eco-friendly and then they have to check off that, you know, this is what it means that they're eco-friendly for no. just for that chemically sensitive community. I know a few of the OTAs have got certain options around uh, ticking options of, of, of being uh, eco-friendly and also you know reusable soaps and, and that side of things so yeah it's definitely an area of growth and i can see uh, you know i can see them adding uh, a feature like that and at the time of, of recording this you know airbnb have just released their summer 2022 update so you know these things you're starting to see categories on there of unique stays of uh, you know sort of design stays and stuff like that. And there certainly is room for echo stays, you know, eco stays and that side of thing. So I can really see that growing. Absolutely. So obviously we, if we've talked about obviously how you got started, your, your business as it is now, and your kind of niche is the, uh, you know, sort of the echo friendly um, cleaning and that side of things. Let's talk about the tech that you use within your business, because obviously people listening to this, uh, um, curious to see how other hosts do it. And that's one of the things that we do this, this mini series for is to find out 
what tech do you use? How do you use it? And how has it helped your business? So, yeah, um, I'm going to preface this by saying that, you know, I was unable to work for 13 years. You know, I was recovering from a pituitary brain surgery and, and they removed half my pituitary. And anyway, and all that to say, so in, in tech, in tech world, that's like 50 years. So I jumped back in and, you know, tech is a very important part of this business, especially if you have more than one property. So the tech that I am using is, you know, a, a property management system, of course. Um, I'm with Postfully for that. And um, I also do dynamic pricing. And I use, I've used them, almost all of them, but I'm using uh, Price Labs. And uh, for managing cleaning maintenance and supplies i use breezeway that's cool cool and oh and, oh well, yeah and i also have stayfi and there's probably some others but <laughs> oh, stayfi stayfi brilliant so let's talk a little bit more about um we've got a very similar stack by the way in terms of the tech we use for both our hospitality businesses let's talk about breezeway and how you're finding that has helped and, and what it is for those listening who who may be not too familiar with breezeway what what does it do and how does it help you? Yeah, so uh, Breezeway is an app that uh, helps to manage cleaners, um, maintenance and supplies. And so um, I just implemented it and I'm training my cleaners on it now, but it's fantastic because, um, you know, it has the checklist and you can have more than one checklist. So, you know, departure versus deep cleans or whatever. And, um, and you can put photos in there so they know how to stage it. And I am, I'm like a beast mode on the staging and I don't apologize, <laughs> you know, so we're at a high level of training for our cleaners. So it's very beneficial for that. Um, and then they can report issues, which can trigger your, the, your maintenance person. And of course they can accept or decline, but it's really uh, great for automatic, uh, automating the schedules for cleaning supplies and maintenance um, helps you manage your amenities um, cleaning supplies you know every anything that you put in there basically in those three categories it just makes things so much easier doesn't it and especially that's that kind of can we remove day-to-day -day hassle ops in short-term rental and for hospitality can be quite complicated and if you're you know, if you're still using, uh, you know, older systems, pen and paper and that side of things, this is where this new tech can really help you. And uh, for me, just being able to see the pictures of the cleans after they've been done without necessarily having to go there, like you say, the staging and that side of things is just so important. So that's, that's really cool. And so let's talk a bit about StayFi, because StayFi is something which I think, you know, to, to grow an email list, which we're very keen on at, at Boostly, so you get direct contact with your guests is so important. How long have you had StayFi and uh, how are you finding it at the moment? So I've had StayFi for six months, uh, probably around six months. And um, I actually, I, I love it. For, for what it does, which, you know, for people who don't know what it is, uh, SafeEye uh, attaches, I'm not gonna say technical terms here. So it attaches to your, your Wi-Fi system. And so then guests can either scan a QR code or enter the, the Wi-Fi information. And to get onto the Wi-Fi, it'll ask for their email. And so then you have every guest's email that's verified and now you have your, your mailing list that you can stay in touch with 
and convert to direct bookings and all that good stuff. So I have uh, quite a list. Um, it can, you know, like with any tech, there can be a glitch here and there, but for the most part, it works very smoothly. And, um, and so with the marketing that I am doing with the Echo Friendly and the new website that I'm having built, I'll be launching my um, email campaign and getting in touch with the guests and, and starting that whole adventure. It's, it's such a cool way to collect emails because unlike, um, we, we talk a lot about how we can collect emails or if you've got a PMS, which allows you to collect emails from guests and how important that is because then you're not relying on anyone else. You've got a direct form of contact. Obviously the guest has given you permission to, to be able to remarket to them. And that's such a good way of doing so. But in the past and traditionally, we're just taking the lead guest details. Exactly. Whereas with StayFi, every guest who is staying there, so if, especially if you've got big properties, you know, we've got properties which are four, uh, four bedrooms and, and three bedrooms, that side of things. So if you imagine you could, you could have eight, 10 people staying and that you could collect all of those email addresses. And of course, if you're then able to remarket to those, potentially if you've got last minute deals, if you've got new units launching, all of that side of things, you can send them an email uh, as long as you've set up your email marketing. And uh, that, that is, a, again, part of your tech stack then. So who, who do you use for your email marketing? Well, so I haven't done the email marketing yet. So if you have any suggestions, <laughs> let me know. Um, in the past, I've used um, like MailChimp, but um, I, I will have to check to see who all integrates with that. Uh, if I'll go with someone like Constant Contact, but I'll be reaching out to, you know, my, my mastermind group. <laughs> So um, for, for, those, for those listening, me, me and Kat are part of the same mastermind group. We meet up every Monday and uh, discuss all sorts of tech. And uh, it's just a really good way of keeping accountable. And uh, I mean, let's, let's talk a little bit about that. How have you found since being in a mastermind, your business has changed? And, and this isn't uh, j just to let everybody know, this isn't something which is, is arranged for anyone. This is just a, a group of similar hosts all getting together to, uh, to, to speak about the, the systems and the tech. And uh, yeah, how, how has things changed since having accountability weekly? You know, it's, it, I'm not, sh well, I wouldn't be where I'm at today without my mastermind group. I wouldn't be where I am today without the mentorship group that I had joined and paid for, you know, and they always talk about like the books that you read and the groups that you, and you're always wanting to be with the people who know more than you and, or that are going on that journey and growing with you. So it's been vital um, because, you know, and I've said this before, this business has the most moving parts of any business I've ever done. And you just feel like you're juggling things, you know, until you can get the tech in place and you can, you can hire and train people. And there's a lot of details. And so it really helps to have, you know, people that are on that same journey, even at different spots in the journey that can share, you know, what works for them, what doesn't work. So we, we throw out ideas and we go with it. It's been fantastic. Absolutely game changer. I couldn't have said it better myself. That is, that's awesome. And this is partly why, I mean, we've, we've got the Boostly Academy here at Boostly and uh, we actually worked out there's, there's, there's over 800 members in there now. And we worked out, we, we sent out a questionnaire the other day about uh, how many years have you been hosting? And between everybody in the Academy, it um, equated to over 10,000 uh, 10, years of 
of hosting, awesome. which is when you consider that combined knowledge and all of those, uh, you know, awesome hosts, different experiences, the number of guests that that must have hosted. So it's so important to become part of some sort of um, some sort of mastermind or to just invest in yourself, isn't it? So um, that's, that's one thing that you can definitely see and, and uh, get that vibe from. Yeah. So one thing that we should definitely talk about is that we're in an up and coming uh, project together, which is hospitable hosts. Uh, hospitable hosts is uh, thanks to a fellow uh, Boostly uh, member, which is Jodie Sterling. She had an idea about six months ago to take stories from hosts all across the world and put them together and bring them together in a book, which is uh, available on May the 16th, 2022. So if you're watching this live, uh, you'll be able to still, uh, you know, register on the email list to be able to receive, uh, you know, a notification when it comes out. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, then uh, you'll be able to go ahead and, uh, and purchase it. And that is on uh, www.hospitablehosts.com. And uh, so, Kat, let's talk about that side of things. What got you involved with the, with the project and what does it mean to you to be a hospitable host? So, you know, I, I learned about the project through um, Julie George, who was one of my mentors, well, was my mentor. And um, it drew me in because I love Jody's concept of bringing all these stories together. Nobody's done that before. And so um, I definitely wanted to be a part of it because I just think a collective, collaborative effort to, to get the stories out and, and share what, what being a hospital host is all about to each of us and how varied those stories are is just incredible. So um, of course my chapter is on, you know, how I uh, decided to be you know echo friendly and why it's important and um so i share a lot about that in the chapter that i wrote i love that a little sneak peek in there and is there any uh, tips that you'd have for others i mean hospitable hosts this is this is what jody we, we had jody on the podcast the other day and she mentioned that you know there may be other other books coming up what would you say to other people who have got a story to tell and you know should should they get involved what, what advice would you have for them yeah, you know, absolutely. And I think, you know, one of the things that if I could go back and I would could tell myself, you know, what to do, or what not to, what advice I would give myself, it would be to trust myself, trust my gut, trust in my story and my, my talents and my experience, and then just go for it. And I think that's part of sharing your story or being a part of a collaborative book is to, um, put aside any, any self-doubts or anything and just tell your story. You know, as humans, we're, we're storytellers. Like I love to hear people's stories and we love to tell our stories. And so I would just say, you know, tell your story. There's, there's so many, and, and the thing is you can learn so much from, from each hosts, everybody, we're all in the same industry, but everybody's business is unique. Everyone's personality is unique. And that's reflected in the, in, in the homes that we offer, isn't it? And, uh, even today, talking to uh, you know a, another member of the the Boostly Academy who has has got um, a very different style and a very different type of business to to, to a business that I've ever considered, and uh, you know it's it's just great to talk to other hosts to to see how how differently this the same industry can be done and and how everyone can cash flow from it. So obviously, we've talked about your uh, your business, how you got into it. We've talked about some of your tech stack. We've talked about the book. 
if there was uh, any tips that you could give to to new hosts and you know to people who you know they might be listening to this and thinking do you know what cat uh, has has overcome you know quite a big challenge at the start of 2014 to start hosting what would you like to to say to them about you know getting going you know uh i would say you know like what i did i i researched the market you know if you're not uncomfortable with it you kind of research the market see how it's going but just um, be willing to learn, be open to making mistakes and adjusting as needed. Um, but in the end, just, you know, I would just say, do it, just go for it and do it. Um, find, find a group of people, you know, as, as you go along, you're going to find a group of people that you click and connect with. And it's an amazing community of people who love to, to share. Nobody's stingy with their ideas or anything. So um, yeah, we'd welcome to have more people. So. That's a really golden nuggets of advice there. So what we like to do is we reach towards the end of these uh, episodes on the podcast and on the lives. What we like to do is do a couple of quick fire questions. And uh, I've got some particularly fun ones for you today. So these can be as short or as long answers as you like, but uh, yeah, let's let's go into it. So. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Oh, yay. <laughs> so I hate quick fire questions because my, my brain just freezes up. So you just watch cat <laughs> just go like zone out. Uh, my superpower, I would love to have the superpower of time travel. Ah, going cool. into Yeah, going into the future or the past. Do you know what? That leads me nicely onto things. <laughs> that leads me nicely onto the second question. This is if we've, uh, as if we planned it. What time period would you travel back to if you could oh, travel in time? Oh yeah, you know, if I could travel back in time, uh, I think I would go to, I think I would go to England and the Queen Victoria period, which was an interesting time. And I would probably just shake things up a little more than I should, but. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, welcome. You can uh, have your tea across here as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, would you rather cuddle a baby panda or a baby penguin? Oh, a baby panda. Baby panda. Nobody ever says penguin to that one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and lastly, who has inspired you, and who's somebody that you look up to, and and that you've learned from, and you know potentially that you'd advise other people to to follow. Oh man. Uh, you know, there's quite a few. The, the first one that actually comes to mind with that question is um, Kevin Max. So uh, he's one of the most creative geniuses of our time, I believe, but he's an, an artist, a poet, um, and he's just been very inspiring to me um, as far as just facing adversity and uh, being creative, even when uh, you know, it may not suit the, you know, the best uh, commercial interests and things like that, just being true to oneself. So he's been very inspirational for me. It's really cool. That's a, a different, different sort of answer. So uh, thank you so much, Kat. I feel we've really got to know you and your business and that we've got a bit behind the host. We understand, you know, the challenges that you've gone through and, and the tech stack that you use. So I hope people who are listening has, has picked up some tips and uh, some some actionable things, you know, some of the tech that you can use or, or some of the, the communities that you can reach out to. 
So if people who are listening want to get in touch with you, Kat, what's the best way to do so? Yeah, so um, my website is bnbequitygroup.com. And this is more of an owner-facing website where you can send me a message. Uh, we will be launching a new direct booking website soon. That's ecofriendlybnbs.com. But that is still under the works. So, yeah, get in touch with me. Just, just go to my uh, website, bnbequitygroup.com. Cool, cool. Thank you so much. And again, uh, you know, the, the book is, uh, is coming out on the 16th of May, Hospitable Hosts, which Kat is a, a co-author of, along with Mark Simpson, along with myself. And you can go and register for the waiting list now, which is www.hospitablehosts.com. And uh, yeah, we look forward to uh, sharing the stories, things which can inspire, motivate and uh, educate sort of hosts from across the world. So hope this has been useful. If it has, then, uh, you know, add some comments to, to the video and uh, reach out and press the like button. And we'll see you on the next Behind the Host uh, podcast. Thank you very much, Kat. We'll see you again. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for checking out today's podcast episode. Now, before you head and go anywhere else, before you click to the next episode, before you do that, do me one big favor and go check out boostly.co.uk forward slash trust. IPRAC are the sponsors of all of the Boostly content. And the reason why I work with them and the reason why we spread the message of IPRAC is that when a host or a company is looking to get more into direct bookings, the main question they have is around trust. As in, will a guest trust that I am a true and real business? Will IPRAC take care of all of that? And they've got a special offer that is only available to Boostly people. But to do that, you need to go to Boostly, which is B-O-O-S-T-L-Y, .co.uk forward slash trust. You can find out all the information there. You can book in a demo, book in a call, and then you will get your super special offer that is only available to Boostly Peoples. Thank you again for tuning in. Do go check out iPRAC. We'll be back again very shortly with another podcast episode, but until then, we'll see you all very soon. Take care.